This podcast is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network, and it's also proud to be from Texas. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. This is the 2BT, 2BT Podcast. Daddy, Dave, and Steve are awesome. Luke, I am your father. Oh, hey, what's going on there? Shifting boxes. Yeah, I was saying a second ago, I think this is the first time I've ever actually recorded here at the house in, like, actual clothes instead of, <laughs> instead of like, my sleeveless t-shirt and okay. athletic shorts or whatever. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's my everyday I'm wear. I don't even you, have my headphones on yet. I'm glad you added that, because that... Made me really uncomfortable for people. Like I'm just, I'm just sitting here with my cousin Dave, and he's yeah. just naked. I'm just talking about that. How he never wears clothes whenever we're recording. What the hell's going on? We're close cousins. Yeah. Uh, oh my goodness! I don't know. I, I don't have a response to that. Yeah, you know, at all. Yeah, it happens, man. Hey, everybody, welcome to 2BT. I'm David. I'm Michael. Yeah, I figured we'd get that in this time around instead of like. Yeah, it, I think was in. it was in. Yeah, very, we got it. At the very end. At the last, last yeah, right as we were doing the outro, like the last 30 seconds or something like that. Exciting day, Dave. Dude, it has been a very exciting day. We went and saw. What was that movie that we went and saw? Jumanji. Yes, that's right. Yes, we went and saw Jumanji again. I got to tell uh, you, I loved it. I, yeah, man, it's pretty great. The CGI, Jack Black does a great job. I've been having a Jack Black weekend. I even watched uh, School of Rock yesterday. Wait, we didn't go see Jumanji. No, we went and saw Rise of Skywalker. Oh, yeah, that little bitty movie. Which, uh, I'm ashamed to say, is only the second time I've seen it. And. Yeah. I usually go. See, what blew it is usually I go with you and Steve on the Thursday night showing. Yeah. And then that weekend, I'm so excited about it, I take my wife. Yeah. Because she wants to see it. But she went with us, and that kind of ruined my second viewing so opportunity. So, Trish, Trish just, the boss just ruined it all, man. Kinda did. We enjoyed having her with us, but yeah. I don't know if she's going to be able to go the next time. Then. No, if she's going to throw a wrench in your system like that, man. I mean, how long has it been? It's, I know. It, it's been out for almost a month now. Yeah. Because we're almost to... And I'm the reason the box office has not been doing good. Actually, I thought the box office has been doing like decent or whatever. It just depends on who you... Yeah, it just depends I mean, on it, who you... It hit a billion dollars yeah. worldwide, and that's not good enough. Yeah, of course not, because a billion dollars just, just isn't enough. <laughs> But I mean, like, I can kind of understand where they'd say that that's a failure, seeing how, like, what the last, not the last Jedi, but the uh, Force Awakens did and stuff like that or whatever. Well, I mean, like, how can Disney really complain whenever this is like their seventh or eighth movie that released last year that, like, hit a billion dollars? I think it's the ninth. Yeah, maybe. something like that. And I know they set, like, well, a record. No, God, yeah. I'm not going to cry for Disney. Yeah, yeah, they've got plenty of money. I'm and I don't really, and I, I'm not a big, I don't care about the box office. No. I mean, I, for a franchise, you want the numbers to be good so that they if, especially if it's a continuing series you want it to do well so they want to make more movies or more tv shows yeah but you know i don't judge a movie whether it made a million dollars or a billion dollars there's movies that have lost money that i think are really good oh yeah yeah well i mean there's movies that are phenomenal that have been known as flops whenever they hit the box office or whatever and then they don't really like do much or they don't they don't really get like a following until they hit the home you know i was about to say home vhs market or whatever but the home video market you know that's that i'm trying to think of some just off clerks, the top of my, i think maybe. clerks it's well i mean something like that but it clerks, was a low budget movie and it yeah I mean, i'd never heard of it but everybody knew it after it hit the dvd or vhs oh yeah it. well and it did great on like the uh like uh, uh what what's like sundance and film festival market yeah. and stuff like that and it was bought and i never saw it in theaters i'd had a buddy of mine turn me on to it afterwards i so know that's, i think that's where that movies like that they get yeah a, uh, boondock saints which is yeah Boondocks, it's a great freaking example. Yeah. Boondock Saints, I never even heard of it until about 10 years after it had been released or whatever. And I finally watched it and I was like, holy crap, where this, where has this movie been? You know, uh, uh, Mallrats was the same. 
Yeah. Mall Rats was probably like my favorite Kevin Smith movie. I like Kevin Smith movies, but that's probably my favorite one. Uh, and it uh, had a horrible box office, like absolutely dismal box office. And, but it had, you know, gathered like a cult status following on, <clears throat> on home video market. I'm a bit partial to, uh, Dogma. Yeah. I like Dogma. Dogma's good also. And I even like the one with Ben Affleck with the little girl, with George Carlin was his dad. Oh, yeah. Is think, that uh, Jersey every, Girl, I think? I, I think everybody hates that movie. Yeah. I'm just like, I remember sitting there crying. <laughs> I've enjoyed all of them, man. I can't say anything bad about them. Like, I know some people have hated them. Even Red State, Tusk was a little bit far-fetched. Uh, yeah, but, Tusk was hard to watch, but Red State I loved. Yeah. It, it really creeped me out. Oh, dude. God, yeah. Michael Parks did an amazing freaking job in that movie, man. I've yeah. never even really heard of Michael Parks. I guess he was kind of like an older actor or whatever like that, but like he did freaking fabulous as, as the, uh, I'm trying to think, you know, it's based off of like the Westboro Baptist church. And I'm trying to think of who he was kind of like supposed to be basing the character after, but I can't think of that guy's name off the top of my head. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, it's, you know, that's a freaking fabulous movie as well. Like it's, it's insane. It's weird. It's got John Goodman in it. That's probably one of the reasons why I like it so much. John Goodman adds a little bit of joy to everything. He does, man. He does. I freaking loved uh, Fallen, man. Like, yeah. Fallen was a great movie. That time is on my side. Yeah. Yes, it is. <sighs> yeah. But those aren't Star Wars. Those are not Star Wars. Although I would love to see John Goodman in Star Wars. I would, too. I wonder what role he would play in Star Wars. He'd have to be somebody's dad or maybe grandpa. Yeah. I'd like to see him as like an old rebel general or something like that. Like uh, a grisly old general from the rebellion back in the. Uh, he could be the barkeep. Yeah, true. True. He could be the barkeep. I kind of like the idea of him being a grisly old general from the from the from the the first uh, rebellion. The the. You know, before the first order yeah. and all like that. Yeah. You know. I can dig that. That would be pretty cool. Like an old grizzled, like ground general type thing, not like an admiral from like the space armadas or anything like that, but like a dude that's like, yeah, I was at the Battle of Hoth and blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah. The Battle of Endor was insane. Uh, you know, just just like an old grizzled like. Then it turned out he wasn't even there at all. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's probably like missing an eye or something like that. Yeah, just stolen valor type dudes or something yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah, I can dig it. <coughs> okay, so we went and saw the Rise of Skywalker again. We did this last time. We went and saw the Last Jedi again, and I would kind of wish I would have taken. A, piece of paper to take notes on and stuff like that because i was trying to think i was trying to make lists in my head of things that i love about the movie and things that i can kind of do without uh do you do anything like that while we were i was just <clears throat> i remember being a little bit i found myself after watching the first time i was a little bit nitpicky yeah but the first time you watch something, you're so amped up and you're you're trying to absorb everything. Oh yeah, to rush and some of the, I take back a lot of the things. I take back that it was poorly edited. Yeah, because watching it today, sitting in, knowing what's coming, I just loved it. I loved it more than the first time I watched it. Oh yeah, yeah. That's kind of that's how I've been every time that I've watched it. And kind of touching on what you were talking about with the editing, I noticed something today that I hadn't noticed before and the scene i guess it's the first lightsaber battle like if i've got like one real nitpick that i can say is i'm not a huge fan of the lightsaber battles in this movie like they just don't seem like the the strikes and things like that seem really projected like they don't seem like the other movies it does have a feel of the lightsaber battles from the original trilogy and stuff like that but you know i guess we've been kind of like acclimatized to like the stuff that we got in the prequels to where it's a lot of fast, like saber action and stuff like that. Yeah. These seem really projected and all like that to where I'm watching it. And I'm like, well, well, you know, I can see why they're blocking each other's sh- shots because they're, 
very projected, very slow, but they're also supposed to be like hard swings and stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But during the first saber battle, whenever you're talking, since you were talking about editing, there was, I, there was no, something I really kind of noticed that was really pretty cool that, uh, <clears throat> I really liked in the first, uh, kind of saber battle that they have. That's like the force projection thing where he's on, uh, what's the name of that planet with Babu Frick? Uh, I don't remember. I can't the remember the name of the, the blasted planet, but you know what I'm talking about. So the the Kylo's down on the, on the planet with where Babu Frick and is, on the and she's ship. on the Star Destroyer, and he, yeah. she's basically like in his main quarters, like his Sithsonian or whatever, you know, his his like little shrine to like I guess like Vader and different like Sith artifacts and things like that. She's in there getting the the dagger and Chewbacca's bandolier and his bowcaster and stuff. And during that saber battle, I thought it was kind of cool on how the background keeps changing. Like, yeah. Whatever you're basically seeing it from his point of view, you're seeing the the background as as the, down on the planet side. Whatever right. you're getting that's it from. why he didn't know where she was. Exactly. Whenever you're seeing it from her point of view, you're getting the very Bespin looking all white. Uh, but you can tell it's also Imperial because they had the little pills cut into the light fixtures or whatever, yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, so you're getting that aspect. But there was one part where it actually changes from his point of view to her point of view. And she's moving and the camera's centered on her. She's moving and it's got the planet background, but it just slowly changes over to the uh, to the the kylo ren's quarters yeah, or whatever yeah. i thought that was really cool because it wasn't like a wipe or anything like that it wasn't like a sudden change it was actually like a slow gradual change it's like she's moving it's like she's stepping into that 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 uh chambers of his or whatever i really dug that i thought that was pretty cool another thing that i, <clears throat> I kind of picked on the movie the first time was the reveal of the emperor yeah this time I around, I just I actually loved that entire sequence from him being with the Knights of Ren and stormtroopers and fighting on the planet and being the only guy left alive in this big forest with all the dead people around. Yeah, and then he goes and finds the the Sith. Yeah, the Sith Wayfinder. Wayfinder. The Sith GPS. Yeah, Sith yeah. GPS. <laughs> and and then you know makes his way to the planet. Yeah, and then confronts the the Emperor. Yeah, who I didn't realize at the time he was hooked to that big machine. That's oh what yeah, was keeping been keeping him alive. Yeah, the Robo Emperor. Um, I just love that whole that whole sequence now. Oh yeah, um, the first time I found it a little awkward, but watching it again, knowing what's happening, because I uh, while watching it the first viewing, I'm like, eh, is There's this a recording? So, yeah, just, you know, I There's so much that happens in that first time that you see it, man. That you basically have to see it a second time to really kind of pick up everything that happens in it. That's my opinion. Though. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm sorry about that. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you. that, that this, the second thing is, and we never touched on Carrie Fisher. Yeah, how successful they were in integrating her into the movie throughout the movie. Um, very amazing. Oh, there yeah. was only one spot where it felt a little bit awkward when Ray is saying, "I'm going. You can't stop me," and then it's like. Leia should have been saying something and said they just had her giving a look. Yeah. Because they couldn't force words that were never scripted or said by her. Yeah, yeah. Out. But it, that was the only little wonky, but it, it still worked. For oh, yeah. Me. Yeah. And like uh, the one that seemed kind of odd to me was whenever, you know, it's there at the beginning of the movie where after she's meditating and she starts to come down from meditation and she runs the training course or whatever and yeah. Leia's standing there and it's the forest background or whatever. That one looked kind of, that one to me still looks kind of odd like you can tell that she's kind of worked into the setting yeah too. there's an odd glow to her <clears throat> yeah they're not able to really match yeah. it like as far as light, like the lighting or something like that uh, but it's still a miracle they were even able to do it oh god yeah um rose tico even though she wasn't in the movie for a lot of minutes they at least had her in it at key moments yeah you know i was i was unhappy i was unhappy that she didn't get to go on the, but it's like one more person <laughs> Yeah. Really necessary for that adventure? Probably not. No. It would have been kind of crowded. They would yeah. have had to break him up into small groups. And 
what they were trying to do is instead of breaking them apart like they did in the last Jedi, they wanted for once them to all be together. Exactly. Because they waited too long. In my opinion, they waited too long to have the core people actually finally together for a change. Like you don't actually get them together until the, the, the final movie in the last trilogy, which I think is a big swing and a miss. Like, and I could have loved a lot more of the banter between the three of them. Oh, because the, 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 relationship and the chemistry between all three of them is just amazing oh yeah i think that they i think that that's something that if you ask me that they really kind of struck and missed on in in the first movie by not having them all three together at some point in time starting on some sort of adventure maybe uh going off to find luke skywalker or the plans to find luke skywalker or whatever you know like i I, it's it's just uh, to me they really missed on a chance to build those characters and link that uh, yeah, that core group together, you know. I mean, they are there's a tight bond, yeah, obvious in this movie that we just didn't get to see it, yeah, exactly. Way. And it's a, it's a shame that we didn't get to see it at all, you know, because you got that with with the original trilogy, yeah, they're going know. through their little hardships and trying to save, save, here to save you, yeah, exactly. You first get the 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 Han and Han and Luke beginning of a bond, and then. You know, they add Leia to it by the the harrowing adventure of saving her, kind of saving her, because they basically release her and she takes over after that. You know, releasing her from her cell on the Death Star and she's like, all right, guys, follow me. You know, and so you you get that moment of the bond there. And then not only that, you even build that bond even more and the Empire Strikes Back. You know, with with the 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 tension that's built up, the romantic tension that's built up between her and Han, and and the Empire Strikes Back, which is still like one of my favorite parts. You know, where yeah. the whole thing of the, them working on the Falcon while they're being you know waiting inside the asteroid, what they think is the, the inside of the asteroid, which turns out to be the yeah. space slug, and you know she's like. Uh, you're a scoundrel and he's like well no i'm a nice guy or whatever yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that's still one of my favorite interactions man and that whole interaction between those two seemed very kind of like an old school style like movie like or whatever like the banter between them just seems very kind of like a golden age of movies i guess or whatnot like around the like the 40s and 50s and stuff yeah which was the, one of the influences oh yeah yeah for 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 sure uh but, you know, I think that with this sequel trilogy, they really missed out on that opportunity. And it kind of, it kind of makes me sad a little bit because, uh, I think I would, ha- I think I would be uh, quite a bit more attached to the sequel trilogy characters mm-hmm. than what I am. Cause right now I'm just like, eh, they were cool. I've enjoyed the movies, but, you know, it's it's. I don't have that draw to Ray, and I don't have that draw to Finn and Poe. It's not that I dislike the characters; it's just that you know, I I don't. And it could just be because I'm older, you know. And it could probably, just it, probably yeah. yeah. It could just be that, but I'm I'm not like yeah, man, freaking Ray, Finn and Poe, awesome. Where I'm like yeah, dude, Luke, Han and Leia, Chewbacca, you know. Well, the, one of the cool things is every time you learn a little bit about some character's past, like you learn about uh, Poe being a spice runner. Yeah. Well, that was really funny. Oh, God, know, yeah. But like his background, what, what was he doing? Yeah. Uh, Finn, all we know is that he, and that, the, whole, or the whole thing that the First Order is doing about taking kids away and basically reprogramming them into fighting yeah. machines. That is horrific, and I wish there was a little bit more of that. I wish a little bit more of the ones that had left the First Order, like Finn, had more participation. I'm mean, I guess they yeah. were there fighting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They were there fighting, and I, I get the sense that they were all kind of maybe like Force-sensitive or something like that, kind of like what Finn is. I wouldn't say that Finn's maybe like Jedi-level like Force-sensitive or whatnot, but obviously he's Force-sensitive since he's like coming open and saying like well i can feel it or whatever yeah. you know uh which is something that i hope that they maybe like explore here later on or whatever you know you never know they could possibly even do like some sort of backstory tv show or whatever series like what you know they've done i mean with the op- with the options of disney plus there's all sorts of you know 
avenues that they can go down. They can do a straight to, to Disney plus movie about Finn's backstory or whatnot, you know, and, and, and the, uh, the, the, the group of stormtroopers that, <clears throat> that, you know, s- separated and stole the cruiser and crashed it on that moon of Endor where the Death Star is at because, yeah. you know, they said something, you know, they were saying something about it and, you know, Finn's like, oh, well, yeah, that was the force. The force was calling to you and telling you to leave or whatever, that the force caused this or whatnot. So, yeah, there's all kinds of opportunities they have. Oh, yeah. There's like a huge wink when Lando. Uh, is talking to the young lady that was used to be a stormtrooper. Oh, yeah. So where are you from? Yeah. No, he goes, where are you from? I'm from the gold quadrant or something. Yeah. Where are you from? And says, I don't know. Well, let's go find out. Let's go find out. Oh, yeah. She's like, well, there you go. Yeah. There's an opportunity for a story. You know, it could be just a comic book. Oh, yeah. You know, tie-in or just a novel about how he goes and he's like, makes it his mission to get these former stormtroopers back to their families yeah find out where they're from or whatever which would be kind of neat if there was like this whole battalion or however many stormtroopers were on the the indoor moon with her uh it'd be neat if they were actually all from the same kind of central area or whatever maybe even like the same planet or whatever that that maybe this maybe this group of people or whatever have that connection that force sensitivity or something like that so i know there's another thing that i think some people have had a problem with the fact that they've put so much attention on ray's background which ryan johnson kind of made in the last jedi he made it to where let the he took the emphasis away because of what kylo says your parents were nobodies and then you know it ends with that classic part with a little stable boy yeah, the room with the yeah, <clears throat> which opens up a whole wide world of force sensitive people you could explore and tell stories about all over the galaxy, right? Yeah. Well, some people have been bothered by the fact that well, here we go with the Palpatine, and now it's all like this bloodline matters, and Ray's so concerned with it, and I get that, but at the same time, I think what the story tells is it's not the fact that she's got the blood of Palpatine, she's not. You are who you define yourself to be. Yeah. And she defines her family as the people that she fights side by side with. And in the end, she defies him and does not turn to the darkness and does not, you know, he's, I mean, if that was a point of view that was actually valid, then she would have just done exactly what he wanted. Yeah. And, but she didn't. Yeah. No, so, exactly. Yeah. No. And like, I like to kind of think that maybe. You know, in The Force Awakens, like, maybe the Force was actually dormant since Luke had gone and shut down and all, like, this type of stuff. I've been kind of thinking about it, that maybe the Force, maybe the actual light side of the Force had gone dormant. Uh, that only that was existing in the universe at that point in time was maybe the dark side. Because even in <clears throat> even in The Last Jedi, she says, well, something's awakened to me that's always been there, but now it's, you know, a big part. So maybe... You know, and maybe at the point in time where Finn has his revelation of like, they're, you know, at the beginning of the Force Awakens where they're, they're at the, uh, the, 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 the village or whatever and they're executing all the, all the, when he decides not to follow orders. Decides not to follow orders. Maybe the, the Force activates in him also. Exactly. Maybe that's, maybe it was like a, a, a Thanos snap, but in reverse, where it's like all of a sudden the light side of the force had turned on. I think that's highly possible. <clears throat> highly possible because yeah. it is more and more apparent it's, and very apparent in this movie because he says it. Oh yeah, it's just something you can feel. It guides you. Yeah. So and he sa- he actually says yeah, like he says it's something that you can feel that guides you. And you know, it's, he's talking to Jana. That's you know her character's name. Yeah. yeah. He's. Ta- <clears throat> Sorry, man, I'm having trouble clearing my blasted throat. He's talking to Jana, and, you know, that's where he's saying, like, you know, like, it, it was the force that guided them that, like I said, so it's, it's, it seems like it's very possible that it just kind of, like, happened, like it just turned on because it was, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's interesting to think. I, I, I dig, I like, I like that train of thought and I hope that's where they were going with it. I don't know if they'll ever actually say for sure, but it's, it's cool to think of. You, um, had a moment of clarity. Yeah. In watching this 
your fourth time. Yeah. You had just, you kind of pieced, like pieces fell together for you. Yeah. It's uh, it's basically like whenever, uh, and if you guys haven't gotten to see Rise of Skywalker yet, you know, sorry, it's it's been out for a month, so spoiler alert, but you know, Ben Skywalker dies, uh, and at that point in time, it just kind of clicked, kind of broke something in my brain that says, oh, sacrifice, uh, Vader, aka Anakin Skywalker, because. Luke had basically brought him back to the light side at that point in time. Vader, <clears throat> Vader sacrifices himself for Luke, mm-hmm. for his son. Luke sacrifices himself for Leia, but as you said, basically everybody. Yeah. But Luke, I, I like to just say, just say Leia, just so that way it kind of like the yeah. dominoes line up and fall. Luke sacrifices himself for Leia. Leia sacrifices herself for Ben. Her son, her son sacrifices himself for Ray to save, the, to basically put his life force into her and re, resuscitate her. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it, it and it, it, I wanted to, if I would have had a little bit more time, I would have pulled out my phone and looked up to see if there's any other mythologies that you know the the basis, the core message of it is about sacrifice or whatever like that. I'm sure that there is somewhere, but. I, I, I don't know off the top of my head, but like, it seems to me that the Skywalker story is about sacrifice yeah, and sacrificing yourself basically for almost like children, just about like your loved ones, I guess, or whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. yeah. I like that more so than, than saying it's all about redemption because I still have a problem with just absolving. It's like I was listening to somebody say, yeah, Darth Vader redeemed himself by fighting the Emperor, and next thing you know, he's on planet uh, Endor with the celebration and hanging up and having a Bud Light and <laughs> high-fiving everybody, and there's Leia, who he tortured in the first movie. Yeah. And, no, there's no, there's no, rede- I mean, it, redemption would be a played out over a long period of time. Yeah. Where he would, like, have to, even if they didn't ex- execute him for his war crimes, he would still have some form of punishment where he actually, over time, would probably show the himself that he has repented and redeemed it, but it's yeah. about, it is about repenting. He repents Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker repents of his wrongdoings and then sacrifices himself. Yeah. That's how he pays the price. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. I, yeah. It's interesting. It is. It's very interesting. It's just kind of like, uh, you know, uh, whatever, whatever, uh, Leia gives her life to, for, for Ben basically for, for Kylo, you know, Kylo basically dies at that point in time. Yeah, yeah. You know, and even Han, whenever Han shows up, and Han makes point to say, you know, Kylo says, you're just a memory. And he basically, Han, like, basically, like, confirms it. Like, yeah, I'm just a memory. Like, I'm not really here. But, you know, he's basically tells him, like, yeah, you know, my son's not dead. The the part of him that was Kylo Ren had died with that strike that, that, that uh, Ray gave him. But I don't know, man. Like it's, I, I really do like the redemption of Kylo. That that one, that part really kind of like gets me. Like it's, it's really kind of cool. And even whenever Han says, "Hey, kid," like just freaking awesome, man. Like I don't know what it is, but I love that part. Like it just like that's one of the things that I was, you know, adding to my list mentally. Like parts that I love about this movie and just the whole like Han, "Hey, kid," and then. Whoa! Everything with Luke in this movie, like love that. Yeah, it's just I don't know. Hold on, I gotta get a drink of water. Get a drink. Okay, another question. Um, the movie's title, "The Rise of Skywalker." What do you think the significance of it is? Is that when she's asked at the end by the old lady, "What's your name?" I think like what you were saying earlier, like you, you are who you choose to be. And I think that's kind of like what nails it on the head. Like she obviously is not choosing to be a Palpatine. She doesn't see herself as a Palpatine. She sees herself as a Skywalker because they, because they embraced her. Yeah. They embraced her and Ben made the ultimate sacrifice for her. That's well, that chain of sacrifice that you're talking about. Yeah, that she jump started by even going and finding Luke. In yeah, the, you know, 
in The Last Jedi. And in retrospect, I'm also, after watching this a second time, it makes me love The Last... I mean, I'm, I know I'm a, an outlier, apparently. Oh, yeah. I love The Last Jedi even more. Yeah. Because it was so broken from what everybody else... <laughs> But it but it it offers up a, a a world of possibilities. Yeah, for all kinds of different little stories you can do. That the future of Star Wars is not going to be all about Jedi's. Yeah, I'd love to see more about the Force sensitives like there were in Rogue One. Yeah, you know, the, one of my favorite characters in all of the Star Wars movies is going to be that monk. Yeah, blind monkish character. Yeah, cheer it, cheer it. Yeah, love that. That's a whole. That's a whole world of stories just around that. Oh God, yeah. I'd love to see a whole. Yeah, exactly. Like like what you're saying. I'd love to see a whole story built around those guys just alone. Period. Like yeah. it'd be great. Uh, maybe like hopefully that might be what we're going to see whenever the new saga comes around or the new series. I don't know if you can call it a saga or whatever, but you know, there's been releases saying that you know we're going to get the uh, saga or the the series of films by i saw one that they were saying the other day that taika watiti's getting his own uh he's in talks yeah yeah and uh i've heard you know say that there's going to be a series of of i don't i guess films that's the 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 mid area like the height of the republic or whatnot you know so it, who knows i mean maybe we'd see a lot of about these monks like what chariot was or whatever yeah. which would be cool i'd love to i'd love to see that man it'd be great i'd still love to see one about the foundations of like the thousand generations the go back a thousand generations to the oh yeah to, to the, the very beginning oh um, god yeah dude that'd be great alternatives to the jedi because you know the jedi were just possibly just one version of a i mean they were a religion basically yeah. around this and they had their rules that ended up looking pretty stupid in retrospect um sometimes yeah you know i mean yeah there's all i'm just excited about what's gonna happen with like the tv series though. oh god yeah and everything about it is exciting man even waiting on the next season of the show that everybody loves with the mandalorian is exciting about it man like it's just everything it's it's a great time to me it's a great time to be a star wars fan but it's also a crappy time to be a star wars fan at the same time because we have so much diversity and you know the i won't say diversity but i guess it would be diversity in, in the fan base of like hate and love like yeah, it's it's hard yeah. to talk about a movie a star wars movie because you know you never know if somebody's gonna hate it or if somebody's gonna love it you could be you know like you said whenever you said just a second ago that you love the last jedi you could be totally pushing somebody's button and they just freak out on you because you said that you love the last jedi as i keep telling everybody i still dig the last jedi a lot like i don't hate it i know a lot of people hate that movie but I'm just like, I, I dig it. I dig it for what I got. I, I enjoyed it. Would I have liked to have seen it differently? Yeah, but I'm not a filmmaker either. Oh, I agree 100%. Had I written, had Michael been given the pen, <laughs> the, the, yeah. it would have just been Luke Skywalker zipping around in his X-Wing, wearing his robes with his lightsabers out and just fighting everybody. Yeah. But oh, yeah. That was too obvious. Oh, God, yeah. Well, and, like, dude, there's one thing that I really dig about this last movie, and that's whenever he pulls the, the X-Wing out of the water, and even the Yoda's theme is playing, and he has that smile on his face that he's actually finally lifted the X-Wing out of the water himself, whereas, he, you know, he failed in Empire Strikes yeah, Back, saving, yeah. his, saving his X-Wing from the swamp, and this time, his force goes loot, like, pulling it out of the water. It's just great, man. Just great. It yeah, still makes me smile like you wouldn't believe when I see that help part. Help me remember, at the end of The Last Jedi, when he fades away, the dice remain. Correct? Uh... They were there for a second, and, and Kylo Ren has actually got them in his hand, and, and they, they fade, fade out. Away. Okay, yeah. okay. I was trying to see if maybe they established then that that's when that passing of something physical, yeah, become established. But I guess it was just because they were so closely connected. Yeah, Kylo and Ray. Yeah, because Luke uh, Luke passes them off to Leia, and I guess Leia like leaves them there during the evacuation or whatever. So, mm. yeah. No, it's 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 definitely like Yeah, I hate I hate being a saying that I'm a fan of some Star Wars anymore. I oh hate, yeah. I hate 
I hate the way people are. I keep seeing people say, well, apparently I'm stupid. Some guy posted there, apparently I'm really stupid for loving what I love. Because <laughs> everybody told me you're not a, he said, no, the words were, I'm not a true fan. Oh, really? Because I can't nitpick and destroy the thing I love. <laughs> you have to, you have to find all kinds of problems with it, or you're not a true fan of this thing. Yeah. I mean, I and I think he's talking about Star Wars. He's like, he's just loving Star Wars. He started reading the comics, like yeah. the comic, getting into that comic universe and stuff. And I'm like, just let them be miserable. And I, and I don't get that, man. Like, I don't get that. I don't get the difference in fan bases. I don't understand why it's okay to sit there, nitpick, and pull apart on Star Wars and be just a hate of something whatever you could totally do that with every marvel movie but everybody just seems to think that every one of those are gold and i mean you could sit there and watch them and they have their issues they have their problems and stuff like that but yet nobody calls them out for it well you choose to overlook it you yeah. make that choice as a as a fan of it. it's like okay i recognize yeah this probably wouldn't wasn't the most economical or efficient way of telling a story for them to do this in say the, the the last Jedi or the Rise of Skywalker, but they did it. And yeah, that's what we've got, and yeah, let's proceed to yeah, let's, what's next. Yeah, um, because I'm pretty sure there's going to be a, a we're going to start get seeing petitions. <laughs> let's remake Rise of Skywalker using the original <laughs> script that just leaked. Yeah, which I'm sure would have been a really cool story. It, it, but we didn't get it. Yeah, it would have been a cool story. But I'll be honest, I like the story that we got better instead of the the yeah. the, the Trevorrow, uh, the Colin Trevorrow story. Uh, I wish I had that article pulled up in front of me of where they were talking about like what the differences were or whatnot. Actually, I think my nephew sent me something about that yesterday. Hold on, just a second, let me look. Uh, because <clears throat> yeah, man, like. Uh, it's it would it, to me. It seems like it would be a good story. It, oh, yeah. it would be interesting. It would be fun to watch. But I I like the one that we got better. You know, it it just I don't know. Okay, yeah. Details and this is this is all speculation. I don't know how true this is, but it's details from Colin Trevorrow's original episode nine script. Uh, the title was. Duel of the Fates, which is cool because that goes back to Lucas and the Fates. Yeah, yeah, it goes back to Lucas and the Fates, and it actually goes back to uh, all the way back to Phantom Menace. Yeah, and one of the theme songs that that uh, John Williams did was Duel of the Fates. That was the dun 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 the Korra The really awesome that they did like a music video for and all like this type of stuff back in '99 before the movie came out. That had all sorts of clips of. I remember even watching that on MTV and stuff like that. It was pretty neat. So MTV was actually playing a music video for a classical music song that was from a movie. That it was a freak. It was amazing. Uh, Title was Duel of the Fates. Uh, Palpatine is not the main villain. He remains dead after the events of Return of the Jedi. Uh, Ray remains a no one. That part I don't like. I like the fact that they gave her like uh, it ties her into like the overall story. You know what I'm saying? Instead of yeah. just her being a nobody, like she actually is tied into the main story. Even though, like I said, I've got issues with the math there and stuff like that because it doesn't seem like the emperor was really looking to procreate around the time of like Return of the Jedi and stuff like that. But, right. anyways, right. well, I guess it would be like somewhere around like Revenge after the Revenge of the Sith, between Revenge of the Sith. And uh, let's say Reven between Revenge of the Sith yeah, and, how, how and a New Hope work out. It would have to. It would have to be between Revenge of the Sith and a New Hope. Maybe sometime around the time frame of a New Hope that he would be having a child, which would be his son, that would then in turn have Ray because Ray. This is supposed to be thirty years after a New Hope. So she's about twenty. Yeah, and she's saying. about twenty or whatever, maybe. 18, 19, somewhere in that well, area. She would have been born about 10 years after. Yeah, about 10, 15 years after uh, Endor. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Ray remains no one. 
uh, Kylo finds the Sith holocron in Vader's old fortress on Mustafar, which would have been kind of neat because then we would have got to see that Vader's castle again type thing that we see in Rogue One. Yeah. That would have been cool. <clears throat> uh, let's see. Uh, Luke's ghost simultaneously, simultaneously seeks to draw Ben Solo back to the light and help Ray complete her training. Kylo murdered Ray's parents on Snoke's orders of uh, final battle between Ray and Kylo Ren on Mortis. That would have been kind of cool because then that would have tied a little bit of the, uh, animated series in there with it, even though there's two times in the rise of Skywalker where you clearly see the ghost, which is from star Wars rebels. And it's an animated story series or whatever but this would have been really neat because as i've said many times before the mortis trilogy from the clone wars that you can watch on disney plus is very cool it's 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 very it really dies deep into like this the force and all like this right, stuff. Right. um the ghost of luke obi-wan kenobi and yoda appear in one final attempt to redeem ben however he's too far gone to be saved kylo is extinguished so those are the little excerpts that they said was the the Colin Trevorrow story or whatnot. So it's it's interesting. It would have ended on uh <coughs> excuse me. Whereas Return of the Jedi ended with Darth Vader sacrificing himself and uh that possible redemption moment it just would have ended as a downer for ben and he just would have just died yeah so yeah no ex exactly it would have just ended on a downer there's no and like i said i like the i like the tie-in of ray to the main story that goes all the way back to palpatine even though like i said i have issues with the math and stuff like that or whatever with the numbers because palpatine was obviously kind of up there in age around the time of Phantom Menace doesn't matter. I mean, you as we all know, men can be any age and still father children. So it's not a big deal, but still, like I said, like I have trouble kind of believing that he that would have Palpatine been interested was, in that. Yeah. Interested in procreating, having an offspring or whatever to, and then again, he possibly could because he wanted somebody to carry on his Sith to, 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 transfer his yeah. soul is what he was saying. And oh, then, that's you know, true. Yeah, so it's very possible. Hold on just a second. I'm going to pause this real quick. And we're back. Sorry about that. I, I've, I've been having some... Uh, 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 I had a lot of texts come in from my mom just then, so I was like, i got to reply to these oh, real quick. Mama, you know, want something, you got to answer. Oh, God, yeah, you know. Uh, so... I can't remember exactly what we were talking. Oh, we were talking about the differences between the two scripts, the t between the two stories. I'm really, I, like I said, I would have liked either one of them, but I like the one that we got more. Like I, I, like I said, tying Ray into Palpatine, tying Ray into the main story of what was or what has been Star Wars the entire way through. Which also, I mean, because Palpatine, along with the Skywalkers, has been. Uh, there the entire time. Yeah. Funny, funny thing. I, and I think I've become so beat down by everybody hating everything I love that I try to be an apologist for it. Yeah. It's like, I, just, I told y'all the other day, it's like, uh, look, I understand that Star Wars Rise of Skywalker is not as well made of a movie put together, edited, all this stuff to say as The Irishman. Or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, or yeah. and I think I listed one other movie, The, the Joker. Yeah, and I'm like, but it's still a good movie. I love it, and I don't care what people say. Yeah. And then my I mentioned it to my wife yesterday. She's like, what What did you just say? <laughs> she goes, no, she goes, Rise of Skywalker is better than all of them. I like them better. I like it better than all She's of them. Like, but I think it's. I thought I was being biased because I'm such a huge I, Star Wars I, fan. I, that's what I was trying to remove myself by saying. Yeah. Look, okay, these are like critically acclaimed directors, and they're doing this and this and this with the movies, and they're and those movies are amazing. Yeah. Scorsese's The Irishman. Oh God. I would, yeah. If I had another 24 hours, I would go watch <laughs> it again. If I, you know, the same yeah. thing with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Amazing story. Oh God, yeah. And the ending of it was such a shocker. Oh, and I'm <laughs> right. not going to spoil that because yeah. you got to 
watched the whole thing. Oh, most definitely. Um, just loved it. Yeah. Loved all those movies. And The Joker, I loved The Joker. I, I I would I'd go watch the last Rise of Skywalker again right now. Yeah, because that's what she says. She said, those are not rewatchable. She said. She said. Well, I, I'd rewatch. You can, you want to watch this movie over and over? You know, I was about to say the same thing, man. Like I I watched Joker last weekend, and I told y'all that I really liked the Joker. Yeah, yeah. But you don't want to watch it. Again. I don't want to watch it again. I, I felt so dirty after watching that movie. And I get it. Like, it's supposed to do that to you. It's a very much no. a character study and all like this. I felt physically dirty after I watched that movie. If, like, I felt wrong watching it. If art is supposed to evoke a reaction or a, something out of you to touch you. Yeah. That might be one of the most powerful movies I've ever watched because I had the same experience watching it. It I felt devastated walking yeah. out i felt wrong i felt like i'm out of touch with reality and the world because it's so the harshness of it yeah and the violence is so just casual oh yeah yeah exactly man uh that and and, and you know like the irishman the irishman's really good but you know honestly and like you said once upon a time in hollywood i enjoyed all three of those movies the irishman uh i would probably never buy it and I'd probably never rewatch it again just because it is so long. Yeah. Uh, the Joker, I felt so dirty afterwards that I'm glad that I just rented it. Even though I really liked that movie a lot, I'll probably never watch it again because I didn't like the way I felt after I watched that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I freaking loved that movie. Like it's it's awesome. That movie saved Quentin Tarantino movies for me because I've been very disappointed in Quentin Tarantino yeah. movies since. Like I hated Inglorious Bastards. Hate that movie. I don't know why, what it is about that movie, but that movie just rubs me all the wrong ways. Is it because he's messing with World War II? Yeah, mainly is one of the reasons. But another reason is I remember from the previews and the, the trailer and stuff like that, they're building up this guy that they refer to as the Bear Jew. And he does like one thing, and that's it. You yeah. know, they're building up the Bear Jew in his baseball bat, and you only get to see him use the baseball bat one time, and it just cuts as soon as he goes to swing and stuff like that. So it's just kind of like, ah... Uh, Whatever, dude. You know, it just it just really kind of bothered me for whatever reason. You know, well, it might be one of the last times you ever see a movie by him if he sticks by what he says. Oh, what he said? I never um, heard anything about there, that. There, he might make just one more movie. Oh, really? And then he's going to focus on writing books and like uh, telling stories through just written word. Yeah, something like that, and even like. Um, Writing about filmmaking, yeah. about movies that he loves, stuff like that. It's one of those it. things that I could see in my wife's like, there's no way he's going to just quit doing something he loves. But he's kind of, yeah. look at his career, he's he's done so much. I did see where he was going to direct a five-episode thing of the, uh, what was that, that uh, show that the... Leonardo DiCaprio's character was supposed to have been in, the, the cowboy, the western TV show or whatever. I don't know. And Once Upon a Time in Hollywood... Uh, oh really? They're yeah. gonna make an actual show. They're right? gonna make an actual show. That, that cool. show that he was on. It's, they're supposed to do like five episodes, and I think Tarantino's actually supposed to direct those or whatever. No, so that's really neat. That'll be kind of neat to see. Um, but you know, and like I said, like and I will go back and like you said, I would go back and watch Rise of Skywalker again today, right now. And if you were like, hey, let's go see it again. Actually, I probably wouldn't because not I'm not feeling that great right now. I'm just like. Yeah. Ugh. I got to go get some food in me at some point in time. But you know you're going to watch it again. Oh, God, yeah. I might even go tomorrow or whatever. Like, I'm still trying to talk my dad into going at some point in time. He wants to go see it. It's just getting time to go see it. Uh, and like I said, there's 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 a lot of things in this movie that I love. That uh, There's so much in it that I love that it totally outweighs the stuff that I don't like about it. And then it's so much to the point to where... I can't even remember the things that I don't like about it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It just made me really happy. Oh, God, there are yeah. just little parts that, uh, even if it's just the fan service parts, when you hear Poe and that Poe uh, did a really good job though. And he's like telling his people said, look, we tried. I thought yeah. we had a chance. And then it's like really emotional. Cause oh, it's yeah. like looking, everybody's dying around him. And then Lando goes, you're not alone. Oh dude. That's part. That's, that's one of those parts that makes me smile so big. 
that it's insane uh, because I still feel like the people that show up are us. The yeah. the the, the, hard, the yeah, which to me goes back to Ryan Johnson's Last Jedi. Yeah, he was building the foundation that it's not just the heroes. It's not just the Skywalker family and their friends, Lando. You know, it it's, is Lando that says yeah. the words. Oh, yeah. But it's everybody. It's everybody, yeah. They did show up. They just didn't show up in a timely fashion. Yeah. As fast as Princess Leia wanted. Yeah. Okay. I, I do remember one thing that I, that bothers me about the movie. Okay. It's the all the Star Destroyers being equipped with the planet killing. Yeah, that's kind of overkill, isn't it? That, that's over, very overkill because just the fleet alone itself would be devastating to anything. Yeah. You don't have to have each one of them equipped with the planet killing weapon, but yeah, every it destroyer does, is a death star. Now. Yeah. It does add an extra bit of tension to it, but it doesn't kill the movie for me. It doesn't, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't hurt the movie at all. In my opinion. No, like it's, it's still very, very good. Still awesome. There's still so much in it that you got to take in that I'm still watching it. On the fourth go through, and I finally noticed that you know, in the fourth, the fourth time I watched it, I noticed, and you know, we were talking about it after the movie that yeah. that Leia is holding the Battle of Yavin medal whenever yeah, she passes yeah. away, which that's a really dark scene. Yeah, I guess that's why exactly. But it's it's enough to make you go okay. So that's very cool. That is like she held on to that because that was Hans, which makes and, me wonder. If that was footage, that was actual footage they had shot for The Last Jedi. Yeah. Had they planned on her dying in The Last Jedi? Just see, I don't even know. I don't even know if that was shot for The Last Jedi or not. I, I don't know if that's, you know, stuff that was added. You know, maybe they added the, the Battle of Yavin metal to her laying down or something like that or what? I, I well, don't they know. They did have footage of her laying down because she was in the hospital. Yeah. Times. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, and who knows, man? It could have been a body double or something like that because True. there's parts, you know, where I'm sitting there looking at her and Ray and they're talking. And, and it seems like the sight line is a little bit off mm-hmm. and like, she looks like she's a little bit too short. Oh yeah. You know, the lay it, it looks a little bit too short. Yeah. But there was also another imagery thing that I noticed in this one that this time around, and I'm probably just kind of stupid for not picking it up th- till this time, but I was noticing it whenever Ray and Kylo were standing there on the bridge of the, on, well, not in the bridge, but they're on the hangar of the star destroyer and mm-hmm. talking or whatever. And he's in all black and she's in all white. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. all all good, all all darkness or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like, it just, it's it's the classic black hat versus white hat cowboys, you yeah. know, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's just subtle little things like that. <laughs> subtle little things like that just really get me. I'm just like, okay, that's really cool. I like that. I like that. Yeah. And who knows what that you're going to catch the fifth time around watching it. Oh, yeah. I, I noticed today, it's like. When we watched it, I'm like, yeah, I was really way too harsh. This is, flows really well. Oh, yeah. It did feel rushed the first time around. Well, and that's the thing. But this time, it actually seemed a little slower in parts than I I'd realized. It does, man. And, it, like, I think I think everybody's, like, quick to, to criticize on it just because of the divisiveness of or the divisiveness of, of, of The Last Jedi. Like, people are, are still kind of scared to be like, yeah, I really but like this But was it that divided because... It's turned out. I mean, a lot of that was just made up by. Yeah, we'll see. And that's the thing. I don't the internet bots. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't really know. You know, I, I, and people are so easy to persuade. You know, one one person voices their opinion, and then all of a sudden, everybody has the same opinion or whatever. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the Phantom Menace, where the Phantom Menace first came out, everybody was loving it, and then all of a sudden. Uh, everybody hated it. And now uh, we're coming back, you know, just past the 20 year anniversary of the Phantom Menace. And people are like, oh, I love this movie. Oh my gosh. It's so great. <laughs> and Jar Jar doesn't really bother me all that much anymore. It's like, yeah, Jar Jar never really bothered you to begin with because you know why? Because you're 25 years old. And whenever that movie came out, you were five and you loved Jar Jar. Yeah. And then you heard somebody bitching about Jar Jar whenever you were 12 years old. And so all of a sudden you hated Jar Jar because you heard somebody bitching about Jar Jar whenever you were 12. Now you're 25 and you've got a brain of your own and you're starting to form your own thoughts and your own opinions. You're like, realize that like Jar Jar doesn't really bother me all that much because Star Wars has always been for kids. Yeah. Period. Flat out. Always been a kid's movie. And for me. Then yeah. And that's, that's why there's no blood. 
or anything like that. I also know there's a really there's a lot of really vivid bodies hitting the floor though in this one. I mean, like yeah. when they're di- those stormtroopers are dying. There's no question they're not they're dropping dead. Oh yeah, awkward positions and yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. The people getting cut in half by by Kylo Ren's lightsaber and all like this oh, type yeah. of good stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very, very. Like it's, it's kind of one of those that like, you know, uh, I think it was, uh, revenge of the Sith got a PG 13 rating cause it was so, I mean, good grief. He kills a bunch of kids. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, that's the Skywalker. There's too many of them. What's we going to do? And you know, he ignites a lightsaber and it's like, yeah, yeah it doesn't on. show what happened, but we all know what happens. Yeah. We know uh, what happens. It's awful. <laughs> like, especially if you watch robot chicken, you ever seen that little no, skit? <laughs> no, I have not seen that. <laughs> it shows Anakin and he's like, he like closes his eyes and pictures himself in like a field of flowers or whatever. And he's like grabbing them and like biting the heads oh, of gosh. the flowers off and stuff like that. It's great. Oh, no. Robot chicken. So awesome. Uh, but yeah, man, like, I dig it, dude. I really dig the crap out of this movie. Like it's, uh, and I've been taking my time. Like I said, the first time, you know, whenever we first saw it, I was hesitant to make a decision about it because I wanted to wait. I wanted to see it again because there is so much in it that takes that there's so much in it to take in that you're just like, man, so much happens. And when the first time you see it, it's so, it seems so fast paced. But like I said, just because it, it, there's so much, so much in it. It almost, and to me, the, the movie almost seems like it uh, pays homage to like Steven Spielberg and George Lucas and all the guys that came before. And the perfect storm. Yeah. Which she said, that's, that, that, that's, uh, skimmer. The, the skimmer. Yeah. And she's going up that wave. I'm like, that's the perfect storm. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. But it just, it just does really seem like it pays, you know, homage to, you know, like I said, Steven Spielberg and George Lucas. Oh crap. I just had a, a catastrophic failure over here of my phone falling off, almost knocking my iPad off the table and stuff. But, um, my cousin Sarah pointed out the other day I was listening to something she said and and she was right, right spot on. There were like two other movies in this movie they could have added. Oh yeah, spread it out if they want to because so just the opportunities they could have done with the with the stormtrooper. Um, what would you call them? Uh, defectors. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean that could have been a whole other story inside of that. Oh God, yeah! Like I said, that that's that's almost one that I would like to see. Like I would love to see uh, Lando tracking down all, where these people all came from, and if he can track, you know, and you could take each individual person and give their backstory and stuff like that. I mean, like Kylo's said, search for the Emperor would yeah, have been a movie worthy would have been, of itself, exactly. And then them searching for you could have spent a whole hour and a half on Kylo Ren's like searching for the Emperor, and then all of a sudden he finds the Emperor and stuff like that. You give some backstory on these these Force sensitive stormtroopers or whatever that they found on on Endor that defected or whatnot that deserted. I guess you could say, yeah. Uh, and then have the second movie of it all coming together and then taking out what's left of the final order or whatnot. Yeah. 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 So I'm going to start our wrap up because we're, we're at an hour, but you've been saying you got some black series figures here recently. Yeah. I got a, I was in a little, uh, junk store yesterday and there was a Cassian Andor. Yeah. Or three bucks in the box. So Heck I yeah, it. dude. I got the, uh, and I got the, 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 the Ray and the Kylo Ren from th- this movie. Okay. That's what I've got. Yeah. Well, I've got a lot of discount. I've, I found something the other day and okay. I asked, asked you a minute ago if you had any troopers and stuff like that. And you said you didn't have any troopers yet. No troopers. No troopers. Well, hold on just a second. We're going to keep recording because I'm just going to stand up up here because I was like goofing around. And since I've been in here doing a lot of stuff lately, I was move some stuff and then i found some things and i was like wow i didn't even realize i had those setting back That's, there isn't that scary when yeah you, like when did i i don't that? even remember putting those back there that's what's crazy so hold on just a second is that it oh yeah there it is ow oh my so- gosh biscuit eater that hurt that was a fan hitting my freaking knuckle 
I'm sorry, I shouldn't laugh. <laughs> no. I was really worried. For it. I thought you chopped your finger off. Oh. Your father wanted you to have that when you were old enough, but your uncle wouldn't allow it. Imperial Death <laughs> Trooper. Is afraid you'd follow old Obi Dave on some damn fool idealistic <laughs> crusade. Oh, that's, yeah, man. That's awesome, man. I just paid the price. There's no blood, so it's all good. Paid the price, and, and that's what's sad is the amount of dust that came out of the family. The second <laughs> that ago. Was I, was, I should have cleaned that one. I was here cleaning the other day. I know, all right? That's awesome, man. Yeah. Like I said, man, like, is that still? Okay, yeah, that's still going. I had that had the had the the little meter on the mixing board covered up by my phone, and I was like, "Oh wait, let's let's move that so that way I can see that this thing's still working." Well, before we wrap up, do you feel up to answering a listener question real quick? Let's do that next week. We'll How's that sound? Week. Yeah, we'll, we'll right. say that for next time. Okay. So, Duan is it? Is it's Duan. Yeah. Duan. Okay. I don't we'll get to me. your uh, dark saber question. Next yeah, week. we'll get to your dark saber question next week. So, uh, if you want to get a hold of us between shows, you can. Email Email us. That's uh, the number two BT show at gmail.com. That's number two BT show at gmail.com. Or you can get a hold of us on Twitter. It's the same blasted thing. The number two BT show. That's two BT show. That's on Twitter. Uh, go by Audible. www.nerdylegion.com slash Audible. Yeah. Sign up for your one free month, one free book. You don't have to keep the subscription, but you get to keep the book. As we say every week, you're going to keep the book. You're going to keep the subscription because it's freaking amazing it is amazing it is i'm gonna go back through the expanse here pretty soon so i'm going back through red rising right now along with listening to the harry potter series but i use my one free credit a month yeah for harry potter so i get to watch the prisoner of azkaban tonight because i've just finished the prisoner of azkaban book just on thursday once you get done with all of them we're going to have a whole yeah down about harry potter yeah we are man because i've been i've been pretty i'm getting i've been getting digging i've been digging it a lot it's, it's kind of like making me want to go to orlando again and go to uh the wizarding world of harry potter it's amazing so, yeah I, I have done that and it is really amazing yeah but i've i've been uh i started lonesome dove a long while back and it's taken me a while because of this kind of year i don't have a lot of time yeah driving time to where i listen and stuff but I, I, I finished it, and I remembered why I wanted to listen to it again, read it again, because I just love that book. Yeah. So I just went ahead. I decided to <clears throat> I exchanged four books that I hadn't re- got to read yet, and I just went ahead and got the rest of the uh, Lonesome Dove series. Oh, really? Actually, three more books in the in the series. I did not know that. He wrote a sequel to Lonesome Dove called Streets of Laredo that step jumps forward about 15, 20 years. Yeah. Down in the West Texas, town of El Paso. (laughs) Anyway, sorry, I don't know why that. And then he goes, went back to the 1840s when Call and Gus first became Rangers. Yeah. And then there's another book where that involves them called Comanche Moon. Comanche Moon, I think, where they're like fighting the Plains Indians. Okay. I was like, okay, I'm just going to go hell hog in and just. Yeah, do forth, do that, and then I'm going to get back to some other stuff. I might have to jump on that after I get done with uh, Lonesome with Dove Potter. itself. I would recommend Lonesome Dove, just it. Yeah, and it's worth the long, long, and long this listen. Larry McMurtry, right? It's Larry McMurtry, tar- Texas author from Archer City. Yeah, um, and I could go on and on. I don't want to start. But I, I could go on and on probably for about thirty minutes about all the wonderful things that I, why I love this book. And yes, it's a western. Yeah. But it just as well take this exact story, tweak it a little bit. It could have been a set in space, like a Star Wars story. It could be set in the present day. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I, I dig westerns also. But I mean, that's like, what the magic of his writing is. It's all about making you fall in love with the characters. Yeah. And he makes you care a little bit about even the most random character that's in it for one page. He will tell you something about that person that either makes you not like them, find them interested. There's something there. Yeah. Or else there's like, you could take that one character and follow them for an entire other story. Yeah. And somebody once said, if your characters aren't interesting enough to be write a book about like third ancillary characters, if you're not writing well enough to work, make them interesting enough to tell a story about, you're not writing good enough. And that's what he does. He just makes this world come alive with everybody has a backstory. Yeah. So yeah, Lonesome Dove. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get on that one because I've heard so much. I mean, I've saw the old TV series. It's a slow that came out a long start, time and it's lots. Of, it's funny. Yeah, it's really funny. But I mean, 
I'll just say right now, the main theme of the book is death and yeah. the, how ever, nothing lasts. So it's a really depressing book. <laughs> but uh, I just remember the series being really good, and I've had so many people suggest to me that I should actually read the book at some point in the time. The TV series I one love of those things the, is, is yeah. amazing. I love the series back in the day. You know, Tommy Lee uh, Jones. Oh, yeah. Robert Duvall. Yeah. Um, Donald 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 Glover. Danny Glover. Danny Glover, Danny Glover. as Deet. Rick Schroeder was in it. I Rick think. Schroeder was did a good job in it. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, the guy that plays uh, Jake Spoon. Yeah, I never, I didn't mean to cross. You crossed the line, Jake. I never saw a line. <laughs> Please don't hang me, boys. Yeah. Oh yeah. You ride with an outlaw, you die like an outlaw. Yeah. Get on your horse, Jake. Take your <laughs> boots off. Guys, you really gonna hang me, Deets? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So Lonesome Dove, check out Lonesome Dove on Audible dot com, man. Uh, go buy, rate us, write a review. Just remember, please be kind. We like five lightsabers. Five lightsabers. Yes. Uh, with that being said, I'm David. I'm Michael. Two BT signing off. Adios. Fago con Diaz. Yeah. That wasn't terrible. That was pathetic. Boom. Nerdy Legion. Nerdylegion.com.